Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be doing this catch-up episode, talking a little bit about updates on the podcast, updates on my life as Janet recently, and hopefully sort of manifesting or giving an idea of what the next few weeks would look like. So first of all, I hope everyone is well. I'm just wanting to do a more conversational podcast episode. And I want to start off by saying thank you so much to all of you who've been following and listening to my first time stories. We've built a community over the last few months. We've been nominated and won an award whoop, whoop, with the African Podcasters and Voice Artists Africa. Um, Africa Podcasters and Voice Artists Award, APVA. I'm very humbled. It was their inaugural award ceremony kind of recognizing storytellers from across the continent in different categories and we won under the advocacy and social change and that's thanks to you because when we put up the call for votes you a lot of you voted overwhelmingly and I'm just so 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 grateful for that and as I mentioned in my thank you video it it means more than an award for Inuadada Foundation for my first time for for myself as Janet it feels like it's made a case that stories like this, conversations like this are necessary, are important and need to be consistent. They need to be so consistent that they stop being deprioritized, which often I feel tends to happen in the space of gender equality or in the space of um, access uh, for especially for women rights and vulnerable groups. So huge thank you. It means a lot to be a new podcaster and still learning the ropes. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've what 20, just about 20 years of experience in media, um, television, radio, digital. I've never done podcasting. And I love, love, love approaching new platforms with a fresh mind, with fresh insights and not assuming that I know how to navigate it fully. But because of the different tools that I've built over time, I, it, it became sort of like a, an easy expression to plug into. And I'm loving it and still learning so much about it and learning about so many new incredible podcasters. So just very grateful in that sense as, as, as the founder of Inuadada, as the author of my first time, the book, and as the founder of the podcast. I want to thank a lot of our guests as well. We've spoken to some of the the most, the foremost menstrual champions in Kenya. And the hope is that over the next few weeks, which is sort of an update, we'll be expanding the interviews, Pan-African, global, um, because a lot of these stories tie in. There's so many similarities in terms of the challenges of access to menstrual products, access to information, access to details on bodily rights and autonomy. And these are conversations that are holding so many people back. We need to have them so much more urgently and intentionally and aggressively because I always feel like the more vocal we are, not just as women, but as groups that have been left behind for so long, the more vocal we are, the more pushback that comes about, the more steps we make forward, we tend to get hit with several steps back. But that's just a validation that we are taking our power back. And people don't like that, but so what? <laughs> we would much rather be fighting to take back our power and our rights and have the same access to rights, just like everyone else, then sit still and not say anything because we're scared of what people will say or do. And in fact, the global speaker, author, and just amazing thought leader, Chimamanda Gozi Adichie, said that the other day in conversation with Melinda French Gates. She said, um, I'd rather use my voice than be silent because 
then if I'm silent and people don't like me, so what? Maybe I just, maybe for you guys, for women, maybe just don't like them back. And it may sound simplistic, but it's the truth. You would rather, you would much rather make people uncomfortable than be silent in your pain, you know? And so we need to mobilize a lot more voices to come together and say, we want to take back our power. We want to take back our rights. We deserve access to information on our bodies. We deserve to do what we feel comfortable doing with our bodies. We deserve to make those decisions for ourselves. And we deserve to have policies and frameworks that protect us and that allow us to thrive the same way everyone else does. Um, I just got back from New York in what is probably one of the highlights of my life. And I've posted it across my social media, but I'll say it again here. Five years ago, when I was an audience member at Goalkeepers, which is a coming together of change makers and thought leaders from around the world, all keeping track of the Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs. Um, a combination of just very interesting, vibrant people. Five years ago was the inaugural Goalkeepers. I was in the audience and I was so blown away by sitting next to people who'd created such impact just by starting starting by caring and then not needing permission to take that further and saying we're going to push for let's say resource allocation towards this cause or we're going to push towards advocacy or program towards this cause it made me realize we don't have to wait for this massive moment to begin to participate in social justice issues which by the way are around us everywhere in the world it changed my approach i still had my foundation but it made it almost felt like, okay, you can actually begin to have conversations, use the low-hanging fruits around you to make sure that women and girls have access, to make sure that men and boys have this information. Um, and I just remember sitting there saying, ah, I would love to host a session on this platform because as a media person, as a public speaker, um, it's just so powerful to be there. And I just put in the work and I focused on growing my skill set and on growing my foundation. And five years later, I was on the stage. And I, it's just so surreal even now saying it because for those who haven't participated or maybe been in the space like mine, it's hard to explain just how profoundly proud I am of what I was able to do. But more than that, how proud I am of the work we continue to do at our foundation that now we have a center in an informal settlement in Nairobi, Kenya called Korogosho, where we've hired women to make sanitary towels through a collaboration with the PAD project. We donate those to underserved girls and we're now introducing reproductive health and rights information and really trying to give girls agency to be able to understand what's happening in their bodies, to be able to allow them to make decisions that are healthier, that are wiser, and to have access to information that allows them to do that and to scale that beyond to wider communities and to society at large. And so New York was, it's, it's, it was just such a refreshing boost of being in a room with people who are also energized for change. And I think by the time this is going up, either I'll be in Germany or on my way <laughs> to almost going to Germany, where I'm going to host an event again on social impact and social change. And I cannot tell you how much I feel fulfilled talking about matters to do with social impact and social change. But more than that, how much I feel we all have a collective role in it. I truly, this may sound like one of those, 
oh, okay, you're just saying that we can all change the world and we need to. It's so true because who am I? I, I yes, I've been so fortunate to have privilege and access to platforms that have allowed me to amplify messaging, but I could have been any other person. Um, and I want it to be that every other person and everyone else feels the same urgency to want to use their agency towards good. We need climate justice realized because no matter what we're doing in the world, don't we need a world to be healed for us to be able to operate within it? We need women's economic power unlocked, not just empowerment, but power. And that's essentially the session I hosted in Goalkeepers. It's about investing in women. Because when you invest in women, you invest in societies, you invest in communities, you invest in families. We need behavioral change around issues like gender-based violence. We need um, conversations and allyship with men and other community champions. We need inclusivity and diversity. We need groups, different groups to look and sound different, to feel just as needed and wanted and recognized as anyone else. We need equity. We need equity when it comes to resourcing, when it comes to education, when it comes to um, illegal aid and access to rights, basic human rights. It should be a non-negotiable. We shouldn't still be having to push for it. But here we are. And we always still have a chance to push for, to amplify for, to advocate for the right thing. What can you do with where you are? You're listening to this maybe in a car. You're listening to this at the office. You're listening to this in your bedroom. Go online. There's probably a conversation that upsets you or triggers you. Participate. Plug in. Look for the resources that are addressing the issues. Spread that around to your network. Find out ways that you can participate in conversations and activations and programs that are all seeking towards a just world. And let's go all the way back to this podcast that's pushing for menstrual justice one story at a time. Because until one million girls in Kenya have access to pads and are able to go to school, until the 500 million women and girls globally have access to products and information to allow them to menstruate with dignity, to allow them a chance at thriving in life, until then we cannot be silent. We must not be silent. Until then, we must participate in whichever way we can. If it's not a podcast, it's a letter to a government official. If it's not that, it's a drive and an activation with your family and friends in a community or school that you feel needs it. If it's not that, it's having healthier conversations in the workspace about what more we can do in your WhatsApp groups, in your families, uh, living rooms. We all have a responsibility. That is not to put pressure, undue pressure. It's simply to state the fact. We all have a responsibility to shift the things around us for the better, the narratives, the issues, and we can. So I just wanted to check in and say thank you and say we will be back with new episodes soon. Um, in the coming weeks, I'll be inviting our youth advocates to do a takeover of this podcast. And I think it's going to be so exciting to have them take over and have the conversations about issues around menstrual justice and sexual reproductive health and rights that matter within their scope. Our Inua Dada Voices advocates are this vibrant group of young people who all are involved in social justice. And we came together during the Generation Equality Forum last year, um, which, was, which marked 25 years, I believe it was actually 26 years since the Beijing conference, 
um, COVID threw it into a tailspin and it was able to be a virtual commemoration in 2021. And we've worked with a lot of them since then because we have shared passions and interests. And I said, um, it would be so great to have these dynamic voices take over and have the conversation and then open that up to the public very soon. I would love, love, love to have co-hosting slots and moments where we can do something with the public or with other well-known faces and voices. But for now, we will hear from them and then I'll be back to walk you through what to expect over the next few weeks. And I just want to say thank you. I love you so much. I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. Until then, God bless you. God take care of you. And understand that you have the power. Let no one take that away from you. But we all have a responsibility to shift the narrative. Thank you so much. Till next time. Bye.